There. Okay, so guys, welcome back to the Men's Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Today's episode, it's either 90 or 91. I've decided yet because I've, I've, I'm editing a few at the moment. So uh, it'll either be 90 or 91, depending on my mood. <laughs> so I'm joined with Kate Pacheek. What's up, Kate? <laughs> hey, all good. How you doing? Yeah, no complaints. Uh, so Kate, like, first thing, first things first, I always get this out of the way. I'm always curious about this with each of my guests. How did you first get into Jiu-Jitsu, martial arts in general? Like, w- what's the first thing you trained? Um, so I started from Mai Tai when I was 17, and I only started Jiu-Jitsu about five years ago. Uh, and it's because of MMA. I started, I did a few MMA classes, and I got really fucked up straight away because um, I didn't even know how to break fall. So on one of the takedowns, I ended up falling on my wrist and breaking it. So then I decided maybe I should actually start grappling and like learn how to do these things properly. And yeah, that's how I started. <laughs> But I know you didn't know how to break fall, but at least you know how to OA. Brenda. <laughs> that's the most important thing, isn't it? That's a very that's a very important skill to have in life. <laughs> yeah, but I still have to learn how to OS. <laughs> uh, no, that's overrated. It's the most it's the most annoying and patronizing thing. <laughs> so like, oh yeah, us, 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 usu, yeah, oh my god, yeah. Almost as annoying as the little stupid shitty clap after like showing the technique. Or man, you know what's the most annoying thing? Like, oh yeah, guys, one two. Oh, that was shit, guys. One two, like do it properly. I'm like, oh my god, man, just fuck. <laughs> Okay, I, I get, I get, I get the logic behind it. It's like, oh, if you guys can't even be bothered fucking like clapping right, you won't do the fucking move right or something or other. I understand the logic, but I'm like, come on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just kids classes, I guess, not necessary for that. I, I know, just yeah, just do that in the kids. You know, teach those little shits how to fucking clap. <laughs> oh man, I used to teach the kids, and it was not fun. <laughs> really? See, I used to. I used to say that, but then like the kids I'm teaching now, they they're so good. Like they they actually care about fighting. They're good at it. They listen. They're disciplined. Like I guess it depends on the gym. Like other gyms I, I taught kids that like it was a fucking nightmare. I needed like two weeks to recover from every class I took, really. But now I can do like two classes a day, like three classes in a row, whatever, and it's fine. It's actually very pleasant. So I <laughs> uh, see. What's I okay, get? Okay. Oh, just uh. While we're on the topic of that, like, what's the worst, like, experience you've had, like, we're teaching one of the kids' classes? Um, so there was, there was a class of kids that were, like, most of them were around six to eight years old, like, max nine. And one of them was, like, I don't know, 12 or 13, and it was a very big, fat kid, and he had massive ADHD issues. And he... He didn't want to go to like the older kids' classes because all of his mates were like six or eight or whatever. So he wanted to like train with them. And he was a nightmare. Honestly, he would not listen to anything for shit. He would never do anything right. He was super loud. He was everywhere. And it's just like, there's no way to control a kid like this. So like I kept telling him to like sit out for a few minutes and think about his behavior. And he'd sit there looking really sad and be like, okay, I'm ready to come back. And then literally two minutes in, do the same thing. So how many times can you sit the same kid out, you know? So it wasn't fun. <laughs> that was definitely like the most annoying bit. Um, mm. But yeah, there's not much drama, you know. It's just mm. uh, I can't decide what was the worst experience. Like all the kids were equally just annoying and crazy. There was a few of them that were grand, but they were only just grand. I'm like, oh god, these people are crazy. I <laughs> uh, see. Is there anything like you struggled with the most when you first started jujitsu? Like, was there a certain technique or concept that wasn't like uh, what's it? Sinking in, that's the term, sinking in. I'm like, I just blanked on that for a second. <laughs> to be honest, like, funny enough, when I started jiu-jitsu, I thought I was great. 
<laughs> I thought that, like I'm amazing. I'm so natural. Like people can't top me. This is great. I had no fucking clue what I was. Gonna get my blue belt soon. Uh, <laughs> anything technically, I wasn't actually learning any techniques because I thought I was I was good already, anyways. <laughs> so it's only like a few years later when I realized, like, the more I actually learned, the more I was I was like, the better I was doing, the more I realized that actually I'm not that great and I have to like learn how to do things properly. But it took me a very long time <laughs> to get to that point. <laughs> I think the more you train, the more you realize you're actually really shit at jiu-jitsu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you think you're good? Why don't you roll with half a Mendes? Tell me how good you are then. That's I, guess it's like, I always say with jiu-jitsu, it's like the more answers you get, the more questions you get at the same time. So the more you know, the more that, that you know there is to know as well. So it's like it kind of expands proportionally <laughs> to your knowledge. <laughs> oh, man. I actually heard a, like a good analogy one time about like, like, what like a jiu-jitsu like a good like analogy for a jiu-jitsu match it's like say you're in school and the teacher's asking you a million a million fucking questions question after question after question after question you gotta answer them super fucking quickly that's what it is you're just saying oh fucking take down uh, then the response is like the answer you just ask them so many fucking questions till they don't have an answer and that <laughs> answer they don't have to is the fucking thing you get them with oh you don't have an answer to rune choke okay i'll put you to sleep <laughs> yeah then you're gonna learn at some point that keeps <laughs> happening over and over again <laughs> That that that'll learn them a thing or two, just a thing or two, not three. You know, that's a bit, a bit much, a bit much. Uh, so, like, since we're talking about putting people to sleep, uh, see, so, uh, what was it like your first competition? Like, how'd it go for you? My first jiu-jitsu competition. Mm. Um, it was in Philippines, in Manila, and it was some international nogi comp, whatever that was. And I went up against this girl, like she trained for, she said like three years. I, I trained at the time, maybe like three months. Um, and it was it was when I thought I was really good. <laughs> well, obviously I wasn't. And I think it was like sub only or something, but there was no submission. So we basically had like a proper match for 10 minutes or something. And then in the end, we ended up in this weird like 50-50, both having foot looks on each other. And she won by one advantage in the overtime. Um, and then like, um, I remember straight after the match, just ran off the mat. And then I, I bumped into her like a little bit later after that. Um, and she was icing her foot. She said, her foot is broken. I don't know how, because the position was so shit. There's no way I could have finished that foot long. <laughs> and then she also said that, like, it was uh, the most intense match she's ever had in her life, that she had to, like, run and puke straight away. And for me, it was like, okay, now I'm warm. I can go and, like, do it another 10 times. So I remember my first thought was, like, shit, jiu-jitsu is so easy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just making a huge difference. Like, I like this shit. <laughs> Or maybe she has really weak ankles just to go back to the go to the gym for it yeah i don't know but well, that was a really mad match as well like i had um i was quite injured at the time like i couldn't move half of my body at all i couldn't like even lift my shoulder or anything because i had i think two or three ribs like detached from the spine just slightly from something i did in mma and i kept ignoring it i couldn't even train for like a week before that come so i just remember i was like is there any doping checks no okay loads of tramadol coffee let's go <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh like uh i know you you like you do mma and stuff right like uh is there any specific way you sort of try like even when you're tra just training jiu-jitsu like you try train change the way you train so to keep it in mind for mma so you're not just doing lapel guard or reverse de la Hiva, like a like an imbecile <laughs> see i don't really train much gi especially these days like um since i've decided to come back into mma i 
don't do much gi and even when I do I kind of do no gi in a gi but I've always been doing that I don't enjoy doing gi and definitely not de la hiva like fuck that <laughs> um but yeah like my my game is usually kind of the same I like to stay on top I like the top pressure and working from there um so that's kind of useful for MMA but obviously um you know when you get taken down and stuff you have to sometimes work your guard so I do have some submissions from the guard and some game from the guard but I try to avoid getting there in the first place whereas in jiu-jitsu of course like if I get swept or something especially if it's like sub only comps um I don't really mind because I know I can like can scramble up from there or like find something so it's a little bit different game because obviously in MMA if I get swept if I'm on the bottom there's always strikes there's always a risk of getting knocked the fuck out <laughs> whereas in jiu-jitsu unless it's combat jiu-jitsu like you don't really have that risk so you can allow yourself to get swept and like work from the bottom hmm. would you ever uh, consider doing some combat jiu-jitsu 100%. I was going to do it before the lockdown. I think there was this um, combat jiu-jitsu, like first combat jiu-jitsu show in, in the UK. Um, and I was going to sign up for that. Like, mm. I like the yeah. I like slapping people. <laughs> I usually slap people in jiu-jitsu comes anyway. Like, I guess I'm notorious <laughs> for that. And I got DQ'd a few times. No. But yeah, it's easy for me to lose my temper and just slap a bitch, unfortunately. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd like one little rule change to combat jiu-jitsu. Like, since you have the slaps and the shit. Like, are you not you're not allowed to do the backhand you're not allowed to backhand slap him or what's yeah. the deal That's, <laughs> I don't you, know should allowed, you should be allowed to give him the backhand <laughs> yeah oh i would love to, like i would take i would take it i would take i would take a dq and just keep doing that just like slap some sense into them you shouldn't yeah. let me pass your guard buddy <laughs> well, slaps from standing should be allowed like when you're setting up your takedowns and stuff mm. oh well I wouldn't. I wouldn't complain. Or how about uh, the if they if they pull guards, you're allowed to jump into them with the phenomenal forearm. Like it's not yeah. an elbow. It's a forearm. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not an elbow. <laughs> or how about this? When you're standing, if you're clinching, you're allowed to stomp in each other's feet like Kamar Usman. I think that should be allowed. <laughs> that should be grand. Well, it's, a, it's a legit takedown. Yeah, if you stomp on someone's foot and push them, they'll fall. Physics, <laughs> or like uh, myself and my brother are always talking about this because he does Muay Thai, and in his first ever Muay Thai fight, he's they're like clinching up, and he fucking hip tosses the guy, he just fucking flings him. He's like, I didn't know I, was, I wasn't allowed to do that. Like, he, like he's he still won, but like you know, I think he should be allowed to fucking hip toss people in Muay Thai, or maybe put them into yeah. guillotine. One one of the interclubs, I uh, had a little team um, I used to coach in Brighton, a little team of strikers, and I took them to an interclub. And one of the guys ended up suplexing his opponent in the interclub Muay Thai fight. <laughs> and I'm in his corner just be like, yes, yes, this is great. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Fucking suplexing people, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. <laughs> those people, those fucking Muay Thai guys are fucking crazy, but... I think the I think the guys in Letway are a bit more crazier. Oh, hundred percent headbutts like game changer. You allow elbows, headbutts, knees, everything, and also like um, I think what's the rule? Like you you can get knocked out like three times, and they wake you up every time when you go and fight again. I kind of like this. I know. Okay, from the neuroscientific point of view, um, not the best, not the smartest idea for sure, <laughs> like CTE and all that. But from the other hand, like if I'm fighting, yeah, and I've trained for this fight for like eight weeks or whatever, like mad, okay, and I get caught with something unlucky in like 10 seconds into the fight and I get knocked out, I'd much rather have someone wake me up and allow me to fight again than accept the knockout of 10 seconds. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, we're all adults here, and if you want to do that, go crazy. <laughs> you know, if, if you want to get knocked out three times, it's on you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not the best for the brain. Like, I would not recommend. But at the same time, I think it's a cool idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. I see. Uh, like, what would be your preferred rule set in, like, like to get back to the jiu-jitsu competitions, like what's would be your preferred rule set? Like, would you prefer just I be like I know you don't do gi, but like IBGF no gi events sub only. Yeah. I fuck the IBGF as I say an example or EBI. Um, I kind of like ADCC rule set probably the most. Um, like emphasizing takedowns, emphasizing action, emphasizing like um, submission attempts. Something between like ADCC and Naga rule set is cool. And obviously, like, allowing, um, like, knee ripping and all the leg locks because I fucking hate when people are like, oh, no, ripping, like, DQ. Mm-hmm. Like, I never see it. Like, I just don't pay attention to it anymore. Um, but, yeah, I, I do, like, um, sub only as well. Just, like, the, the the least rules, the better, basically. So mm-hmm. I don't have to think about shit. And also, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't like thinking about points and stuff like that either. So I prefer like rule sets when I don't have to worry about like getting swept and stuff. All I have to think about is submission. Mm. No, I get you. Like, cause some of the points are fucking stupid. Like ADCC, like I like them for the most part, but I think they're very, very pedantic about what constitutes a takedown. Cause you know, they're very pissy about what, what, what's classified as a pin and what isn't. I'm like, Mm. would you people make up your goddamn minds? Like, (laughs) you know how it is. It's so fucking crazy people to wrestle you know like i love that they you know you can't just pull guard like fuck that shit like why would you start the fight from your ass like just get the fuck up fight like a man <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know just in minari rolling real quick when you sit in your butt <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a takedown <laughs> when you think about it mm. uh, but like uh, another thing like adcc got this right to a certain extent like but it's still fucking stupid when you take someone's back, obviously, get four points, grand. But if you take take their back, get body triangle in ADCC, it's three points. I'm like, mm. body triangle is better than fucking hooks. I'm like, if someone puts me, takes my back and puts me in a fucking body triangle, do you have any idea how fucking miserable I am and how shit the next few minutes are going to be? I agree, I agree. It's not a nice place to be in. <laughs> no, but however, however bad that is, that's at least something. With IBGF, you don't get any points for back body triangle. I'm like... You people are fucking stupid. <laughs> I guess it's going to change, just like, you know, the, the heel hook rule change. I think now you're allowed heel hooks with, like, brown and black in it. Mm. So you know, things are changing slowly, but surely, so... Mm. I think it's because they made way less money in 2020 because of all the travel restrictions. Like, okay, we need a draw to get people back in. Heel hooks, yeah, that's it. I don't even think it was a, it was a, it was a choice motivated by... Yeah, let's stop being fucking idiots. Like, no, let's get make some recoup some of the money we lost. That's that's yeah. what that that's what that choice is motivated by. Let, let let's be real. Well, I don't understand why IBJJF is so popular because, for example, like grappling industries, so much better. It's like you get more matches because obviously it's round robin. Um, you get better rule sets, like better competition, like it's cheaper. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. And you if, you, if you do, and if you do the nogi and you do the advanced vision, you could be fighting better, fight better opponents. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's the thing, and you're allowed everything. Like, there's no some stupid restrictions and this and that. But uh, yeah, I don't I, know. you know how it is. 
I see. Oh, since we were talking about back attacks, like oh, I'm always uh, curious about what, how other people like think and like. What's your favorite? Like, and if you take someone's back, like, what's your favorite sequence to like hits? Like, do you like armbar people slap on the back triangle or what's your deal? I do like uh, back takes a lot, um, and I try to work for it in all my rounds all the time. Um, I'm super happy if I do get to that position because from there I've got a lot of options. So I usually just tend to go for the real neck choke because that's my favorite. And if for whatever reason they keep defending it, I just I don't know. I'm not the most patient patient person. So if I just lose my shit, I'm just like fuck this. Okay, I'm not trying that anymore. Then I take the arm from there. So I just kind of pass my leg over the head and grab the arm straight away, going mm. for the arm. I love setting that up with like the fucking half Nilsson, just like yank him on the head. Because, you know, good ass space for the arm bar, just throw your leg over. I'm like, nice. Especially if they try to get away from you with the pat, with the fucking yeah. Nilsson, throw the leg the over. I'm like, before they try to defend the choke, the easier it is to get that arm bar. So I got it quite a few times. Um, and it's kind of like reliable technique for me, for mm. sure. But I'm always so unhappy when it ends up like being an amber. Like, <laughs> you see any of the matches I won by, by an amber, and like, I'm just like so not impressed because I always kind of set myself a goal, like how I want to finish this match. Um, like, and I just want to get like different submissions, and then every fucking time is an amber, and it's like <laughs> it's just frustrating. <laughs> I need something else. Like, come on. But like, when when they just give it to you, why would you not take it? You know, mm. yeah, or a really good setup like uh, Fionn Davies showed me this. I went to one of her seminars, it's a really good one. Like, you're on their back, you throw on a half hearted fucking one armed rear naked, you squeeze it for a minute until they try to pull it and pull it and pull it, and then you let them pull your arm off. But by that time, their arm is down here, and you can trap with their leg and just slap on a full one and choke them the fuck out because they only have one arm. Then that's, that's, that's so cool. Mm, or really, uh, you know, it's the most miserable thing in the world though having them slap on the back triangle. It's it's so it's so fucking sore and just like weird thing trying to fucking um like I was telling you before the podcast trying to find oh how do I escape this position and trying to actually find out the name of it because it's it's like difference like people like call it the back triangle the reverse back triangle or the rear triangle or the back mount triangle it's fucking ridiculous and there's only like one fucking video on how to escape it on all of YouTube it's all by Gary Tonin like. Yeah, it's it's fucking. Not to mention, it's very diff- it's 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 horrible to be in. Mastermind when it comes to like escapes and stuff. I think he had this whole like series of instructionals on like escaping, just escaping things. Mm. Yeah, it's called exit the system. Yeah, that one. I think I have it somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have that one. I have a uh, shoot, scramble, and kill. It's fucking really good, especially like. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great one because it, it, it's very like the first part is mainly about fucking just it's all about takedowns and fucking scrambling and just like getting out like really good one is get, his escape from front headlock because instead of before you get like snapped down and fucking buried into the mast. Well, I don't like that because I do all I do is front headlock like I, I don't I I never shoot my knees are so fucking sore I'm like I'm never shooting ever I'm gonna try arm drag you or fucking sp- sprawl in your takedown get you to front headlock or just snap down that's all I'm gonna do or like do a duck under to the back body lock I never ever 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 shoot I'm like fuck that noise like straight away unless you like I find the headlocks easy to defend unless you've really like mastered it and you're super stubborn with them. Mm. or like uh, one thing I really like doing like say I get them into the front of the lock and I fling them down but like when you're controlling them before you like lock it up the gable just like drag them down for a bit and make them miserable I like dig my chin into the back of the oh, yeah. 
like right between their shoulder blades that makes them like wriggle up a little and you know might might get a bit more space to slap on a fucking darce or a guillotine they're so it's they're, they're miserable in there I just, I just like the way they squirm when you put the, the chin there like you know it's like a involuntary spasm <laughs> true <laughs> But it's like fucking, uh, it's like what those catch wrestlers do. They're all like, yeah, I don't even want to submit you. I'm just using a submission to fucking bully you into letting me pin you. <laughs> just to make you feel uncomfortable and cause loads of pain. I like that, though. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, it's it's thinking like that that got us the twister and the calf slicer. And that's those are some great additions, in my opinion. Twisters and calf slicers, especially calf slicers. I think calf slicer is the only submission I tap to in training, even before it's on. I'm just like, fuck this. Oh. <laughs> and it's so hard to defend it as well when it's like fully on, isn't it? Mm. Like, the bigger your calves, the more it hurts. <laughs> no, like I know this guy, he'd set it up from single leg X and he'd like tr- trip his legs in and make the triangle. Because he doesn't even want to sweep me for single leg X or put me into footlock or transition to X or anything. He just wants the calf slicer. The second he even twists his foot that way, I bail out and I run away. I'm like, fuck you. You're not calf slicing me. <laughs> it's way worse when you're on top as well and the calf slicer you and pull you onto it. That is so fucking sore. Like, Jesus Christ. That's a nasty one. I didn't hate that one. No fucking thanks. Uh, see, uh, do you remember what the first seminar you attended was? Oh, my days. No idea, to be honest. I was never big on seminars. I don't even know if I ever went to, like, more than three. <laughs> uh, do you remember anyone in particular that you got? Like, what, what was your favorite one? Like, what did you, like, take something out of? Like, because I, I go to a lot of them, and each one I go to, I at least remember one thing, and I try to implement that in my game, you know, because it was so, you know. I actually remember. It's with Jackson Souza um, some years ago in Brighton, and it was like a north south, um, and the chokes from there and stuff. So I remember that, and I remember I like mastered that fucking choke, and I was really good with it for a bit. And now I can't do it for a shit. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's just like that knowledge is gone. <laughs> uh, oh, you know it's really brutal from north south. You can do this from north, get it from north south, or just from the back, or just when you're on their back in general. Like say you have the north south choke in, you like fucking lock it up around their heads so it's like a reverse guillotine and then you just take their back and put them into the dragon sleeper it's like a fucking brutal ass neck crank you can do it as well if you like if you like overshoot the rear naked you brute them brute brutalize them like it's so fucking sore especially with the body triangle because their body their spine is getting elongated and their neck is being pulled and yanked and cranked so it's very sore to violence as well really good what like it, it, who doesn't love violence violence is a violence is... jiu-jitsu is meant to be this gentle art and all that so yeah even though the way they proved it's effectiveness was by going to karate schools and beating the shit out of the instructors yeah <laughs> G- gentle art indeed to be honest i'm so tempted to just like get a few of my teammates and go to like some aikido or ninjutsu school or something like this and just like do a class and then I don't know, try to like fucking spar them or something. <laughs> That'd be so fun. <laughs> or like every time I go up to Dublin, I'm on the motorway, I, I'm on this like intersection and I pass this fucking karate gym, like, and I'm like, I'd love to go in there and just kick the shit out of them. <laughs> but the thing is, like, some some karate, like, because like there's different types of karate, so some, mm. some of them types, they're actually pretty good, you know, they actually like. It wouldn't be that easy to beat the shit out of them. No, so, I know some of them are legit, but there's plenty of it that's just fucking ridiculous and giving black belts to 10-year-olds. I'm like, man, come on. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> and then what's worse, however bad that is, is the parents of the ten year old black belt. It's like, oh my kid my ten year old son Johnny is a fucking black belt. He could show you a thing or two. I'm like Oh, oh no. I clearly have no clue. I want I want to kill you and your son Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, 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 just, oh, I, I could go on an hour long tirade about it but I'm, I'm not I'll save that for another episode I'll see oh speaking of um, annoying annoying things and misconceptions is there anything in the jiu-jitsu community or just MMA community or just martial arts community in general that you don't like and you change if you could like every time you hear about it or see an example of it it drives you fucking insane let me think there's nothing that like shockingly upsets me for sure. I think like haughty people who are like literally worshiping the instructors, mm. um, and they're just like, obsessed with the whole like gee, usually gee <laughs> culture. Um, yeah, I think that, and um, maybe people who like care too much about like fucking bullshit things like gradings, like stripes and belts. And all that. I always found that really annoying. Just people being like, "Fucking," you know, when you hear people in your changing room being like, "Oh yeah, that that person," like, I always beat them inspiring, and they have like two stripes more than me. Like, this is so not first. Just like shut the fuck up. Like, no, let, let's totally is- ignore that I'm way heavier than him. They they leave out that part. They're all like, "Yeah, I have two stripes in my white belt, and he has four, and I beat him the whole time, even though I'm twenty kg heavier than him and done wrestling for years." But let's not let's not talk about that. Yeah, I just find that really annoying. Like people who really, really care about belts and stripes more than anything, more than like their results and comps and stuff. And it's just like, come on, we're all adults, you know, you're not kids. Stop being jealous. Stop being like snaky behind each other's back just because of like some stupid fucking piece of tape on your belt. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm glad because like uh, I got stripes in my white belt, fine. But then when I got my blue belt, we don't do stripes for colored belts at all. So I, I I've been a blue belt for I've been a blue belt for two years and I haven't got a single stripe. I'm like, grand out. I don't care. Exactly. That's the thing. That's why I like Nogi. Because you never know like what, what belt the person you're sparring is unless you ask them. Mm-hmm. So well, obviously that, that causes a lot of like funny situations to happen as well. Oh, get this. Uh, I, I heard I saw something really funny on one of these uh, groups on Facebook. It's all like, oh, guys, I have an idea. What if you roll with a, a complete stranger, doesn't know you, doesn't know what belt you are, you both wear white belts, and then you just roll, and you see, you, you ask each other after the roll what belt you think you are. I imagine that'll be very, uh, very, it'll either be yeah. a great compliment to some people or it'll be very insulting. Like, oh, yeah, man, uh, I think you actually are white belts. Like, I'm a blue belt. <laughs> or, that, that could go either way. Like, oh, dude, are you a purple belt? It's like, no, I'm a blue belt. Like, you know, some well, people be very happy, some people be miserable. That happens to everyone, like, under or overestimating someone's, like, skill level after rolling with them. This is why, you know, like, obviously it varies, um, you know, between the gyms, how people get promoted and all that. It's it's not like it's a standard system that's universal, like, all, all sorts of gyms and clubs and stuff. So you always have people at the same level who are not at the same level, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it really depends on, yeah. the, on the club. Then there, then there's people who are talented, people who have do, done done like wrestling or judo, and then you just have fucking sandbaggers who've been the same belt for four years because their coach is a dickhead. <laughs> That's true. Also, like when you change gyms, like I used to change gyms quite often, 
um and I always felt like I wasn't promoted like fast enough because of that as well because obviously every time you change the gym like you need at least a few months for them to actually see what level you're on and all, all that so I guess that that can be um, another thing that influences it in one way or another mm. plus not to mention like at certain gyms like uh if like if you if you're a certain belt and you move to the gym even if you are good enough they're they're not going to give you a belt unless you've been trained there for like a year and a bit because like like you know example like if you're blue like no one's going to give you your purple belt even if you've been uh training there for a little bit even if you've been a blue belt for like four years like like some lots of people they're like i don't really give a purple belt to someone i like you know what i mean i don't, yeah. don't know if that's that's, that's what explain it you know you know if i know them really well like that's that's the way they think about it I don't know, that's a bit stupid in my opinion. I'm of the mind that if you're good enough to get a belt, you fucking get it. But what do I know? Yeah, true. But there's, again, there's a lot of politics into it as well and all that bullshit. Again, going back to that culty thing in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> uh, and he, like, I heard heard about this one time. Some dude is all like, oh yeah, fucking, uh, I was, we were on a club night out one time and the fucking, uh, the coach was all like, I was like, oh yeah, Bob, do you want to fucking join me to get you a pint? I'm going down to the bar. I was like, don't call me Bob. I'm Professor Bob. Like, we're not even in the gym, so shut up. <laughs> oh, see, this is, this is some like, um, you know, superiority complex or some like power issues and all that. It's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, there's a lot of like um, talks from other women, mostly enough. I've heard about like sexual abuse and stuff from like um, jiu-jitsu instructors and they always use that, oh, I'm, I'm your professor, I'm your instructor. So they use that <laughs> to their advantage, trying to like Hayden Garrison stuff. And it's just really lame. I find it like super disgraceful. It's like, oh, I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Like, <laughs> no, Now I've seen something, it was the complete opposite of that. I seen like a white belt chick completely like flirt with the black belt. Like this is a different gym. Like I already met this chick like once she flirted with the black belt coach so she could get her blue belt. Then the second she got her blue belt, she dumped him for a sandbagged blue belt. This guy, she dumped him for a... Imagine that, getting dumped for a sandbagged blue belt. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> That's so crazy. That would, that, would, that would hurt me inside. For sure. Oh, well, she's still training at the same gym, though, under the same instructor. No, she moved gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like longevity's sake, you wouldn't want to stick around there. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, you know, might 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 not be a great place. <laughs> uh, I've seen so much drama between like couples who like met on the mats and stuff. It's always such a great idea to like date your teammates and stuff until like you actually realize that like obviously this is not gonna last forever and one of you is definitely gonna get butt hurt and then you're gonna start causing issues to the other person. So I've just seen so much drama between couples yeah. that like broke up and then they were like trying to like, you know, um um kind of rearrange the hours and the slots the training so they never like train together and it's just Oof. like what so long like <laughs> Like, it's always would... a good it's always a good idea in theory but it never works out you know oh. lots lots of things work on paper but then once you try to do them it gets fucked up oh, now see like you know i know a bunch oh. of people i know a bunch of people who've trained together and like been in relationships and it's never worked out the only time it works out is if they both train and they train at different gyms because like it's so ridiculous because it creates like an imbalance in the relationship. Like, say one per, one of the people is a blue belt and the other is a white belt. It's like, oh, you know, you act like you're better than me when we're at the gym, but like, you know, uh, you know, fucking, it's all bullshit. It's fucking retarded anyway. 
even that it's just like spending too much time with each other is never healthy and when like you have to train together like day in day out like what if you argue you know like what if you just had a massive argument the night before and then you have to show up on the month next morning and like mm-hmm. pretend everything's fine but you fucking look at that person's face and you hate them with your whole heart you know <laughs> you just but man, to- you you were rolling harder when coaches watch you what the fuck bro what the hell you're coming to training to like chill and fucking get rid of the negative energy and then the person who caused all of it is there like fuck that yeah. Well, at least you, at least you can sort out in the match then. <laughs> but I'll just make it worse. <laughs> True. It, it's like a catch twenty two. No matter what you do, it's gonna get fucked up. You can't. You you just can't win. Yeah. <laughs> ah, whatever. Okay, so Cade, we've reached a segment of the podcast. I like to call around the specifics. Some jiu-jitsu, some some yeah, some jiu-jitsu questions, some non jiu-jitsu questions. So, do you want to do around the specifics? Let's do it. Excellent. Like I know you're not into the gi, but what was your favorite gi in your collection? Like the one you're wearing. Like uh, remember you had the profile picture up of you and like the pur- purple gi. That was fashionable. Is that not your favorite gi? Uh, I don't actually remember having a purple gi. I don't have a purple gi. I thought your old profile picture was like that. Or am I thinking of someone else? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm prob- probably else. thinking of someone. Okay, I what's your uh, picture in a gi as my profile picture? <laughs> that's the first. Oh, that that no, but. That that's actually a great idea. Psychological warfare. You ne- you don't train in gi, and then if you're an MMA fighter, they look at your profile like oh, they're probably a gi heads. They probably suck at no gi. Then you go in and kill them. That's a great yeah, idea. This is exactly what happens anyway. They always think I'm a grappler, but they forget that I've been doing striking for ten years. So <laughs> kind of the same thing. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a favorite gi. Funny enough, for a person that doesn't like gi, I've got about 12 or 13 gis. And I only ever bought one, my first one, like Tatami Nova, one of those like super basic ones just to get started. And then all the other ones was just like sponsors or people giving them to me or whatever. I never had to like, I would never like voluntarily spend my money on a gi, basically. Mm. I'm not one of those gi obsessed people. Like, oh yeah, this gi is so amazing. It looks so good. It's just, it's all the same. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I say in my in my four years of training, I've bought about thirty geese. Thirty. Like I saw, I sold out five of them there. Like because like I'm like I have too many fucking geese and I don't even train geese anymore really. So I just sold off a bunch of them. But some of them are really nice. So like, I used to train so much fucking gee and I told you about the taxi driver gee and I used to I used to buy geese and tie make them tie dyed so I could fuck around with them because you know why not I was bored. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand that. Okay, what's your favorite like uh, rash guard and like what you got? Oh, I don't know. I don't have a favorite one. I've I've got obviously like loads of um, rash guards from my sponsors and stuff. Like at the moment, I'm repping Matt Life, so I've got a few of, of those, and they're alright. Um, I really like Half Summer one. Um, so the guys from Half Summer sent me um some gear uh, some time ago, and it's it's really cool. I like um I like like the um the art on it, but yeah, I'm, I've got about sixty rash guards. Um, <laughs> again, I usually just get them from somewhere, but yeah, I definitely prefer rash guards and like shorts. I'm obsessed with with shorts, so mm. I definitely have a lot of that, a lot more than geese. <laughs> yeah, I'm in desperate need of more fucking shorts. Like I have a few, I have a few good rash guards. I've gotten into scramble lately. Love those guys. They're fucking. Their rash guards are really cool. I got yeah. a like I got the Kazushi Sakuraba one. Like that is fucking really good that one. yeah they're fucking awesome i wish they had the orange shorts because like his shorts were so awesome like i bought a pair of white shorts off them and tried to dye them orange but it fucking turned out shit i'm like god fucking damn it 
How can you fuck that up? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Fucking what polyester and spandex doesn't take dye that well, so like maybe, maybe, yeah, it depends on the material, I guess. No, uh, but like ghee, which is cotton, takes it very well. So you know, like different materials to consider. Mm. Mm. It's fucking easy. It's so easy to dye ghee. I need to do that. I need to dye one of my white geese purple, and then I can actually have a purple ghee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like if you're doing multicolor stuff, never use purple. Purple runs. Like if you're using multicolored stuff, it takes over everything. So I'm like, for fuck's sake, I hate purple. <laughs> hey, it's a good color though. Yeah. Very feminine, apparently. Yeah. I'll say, well, you know, I'd say purple is the best belt color because it goes with everything. It goes with white, blue, black geese, and all those random fancy geese. Purple goes with all of them. Like, I feel so sorry for brown belts because, like... That's the worst color. Like, like, white goes with, with like, with gee, certain geese. Like, if you have a blue gee with white and red accents, white goes with it. Blue geese go with a lot of things. Purple goes with everything. And then brown brown goes a nothing i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> oh, no. like, oh so uh, when you're a brown belt are you gonna be brown supernova <laughs> what the fuck and then, and then brown rash guards are shit like pardon the pun uh, like like unless like there's certain ones if they use like a light shade of brown and it's like depends how you do it but like most of the time brown rash guards are garbage like they look so bad i'm like I'm so sorry, bro. It's not really like a nice shade of brown, is it? Well, Scramble does it well because they have like they have a nice shade where it's like desert tan, and it, it does. It's not like it's brown. Not like... That, that looks a bit. That, that looks a bit better. I'm like, that that's a, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, maybe, but better mm. doesn't look good. Yeah, I'll see how the next question is. Uh, is there any movie in your opinion that you'd say is underrated? Hmm. I don't know. Like, oh, like, like, is, like ones that, that you'd like, but no one else really likes. I don't know. I don't know what other people like. So. <laughs> <laughs> Some weird shit, for sure. But um, I don't know. I think most of the films that I really like, other people like too. Like Godfather and like Scarface, like all the like old school um, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro films. I think most of the people like them. Hmm. So... No, I get you. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, what would you say is your most embarrassing injury, whether it be a jiu-jitsu injury or a non-jiu-jitsu injury? Just the way you got injured was so fucking, so ridiculous. Um, I can't think of embarrassing injury, but the most annoying ones is when you, like, break a toe or break a finger, and it's, like, such a fucking silly little fucking stupid thing, but it affects you all the time. Like, now I've got two broken toes, and they've been broken for a long time, and it's just, like, every now and then it hurts so bad after a kick or, like, someone steps on it or someone, I don't know, like, passes the shin over it, and it's just, like, it's it's embarrassing to complain over it because it's just a fine fucking toe, but sometimes it hurts so bad. <laughs> uh, no, I'm right there with you because I fucked up my toe really good one time because... I was rolling with a guy way bigger than me. We were in 50-50, and he does a forward roll, and my toe rolls over itself and cracks, and I can hear cracking and shit. And I was like, dude, what the fuck should you do a forward roll in 50-50 for? He's like, I was trying to barambolo you. Like, that is not a fucking barambolo anyone. First and foremost, why the fuck are big guys trying to do barambolos? Ambitious. <laughs> like, that's fair. That's, you know, that's some... Uh, I'll, give them, I'll, give them, I'll give them some credit for the, for the like... Um, ambition yes yeah, or the boldness of it i'm like <laughs> okay fine i'll allow it 
Oh, uh, have you ever been? Oh, this is a good one. Have you ever been on a really terrible date? Oh, loads of them, to be honest. <laughs> Let's hear it. Like, yeah, what would this, I could fucking talk about it for like hours and hours, honestly. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, like to keep it kind of like martial arts related, um, one of my dates was with a dude who believed women shouldn't be doing any martial arts. And I'm not sure if he forgot I'm like a fighter or he just completely ignored that fact or he decided from day one that he's trying going to try to change me. But basically, like after listening to him just for a couple of minutes of saying how like he believes like, um, like especially women who do MMA, it's, it's just like it's, it's not for them and he hates watching it and I think people are really not interested in seeing it and a women's place is definitely not in the gym definitely not like rolling around with sweaty guys and this and that and that is really embarrassing and he doesn't respect women doing that and I'm just there like listening to it and literally just got up and left without a word <laughs> just took my chin and <laughs> left like well, I have no, nothing to say or nothing to talk about with this guy mm. like honestly so I, say he's kick- <laughs> I say he's definitely kicking himself it's like huh I wonder why she left eh, guess she's crazy or something <laughs> He's definitely, I bet you right now he's still kicking himself for that. It's like, what What did I do wrong there? Like, why did she leave? Man, it's it's crazy. Guess I'll never know. <laughs> one of life's great mysteries, I guess. Huh? <laughs> it's just one of life's great mysteries, he's thinking. <laughs> I, I guess he realized he was being a dick. Uh, do you have any nicknames inside your gym? Like, what, what does everyone at the gym call you? Well, I've got a lot of nicknames. Like people love calling me all different fucking <laughs> weird things. Um, but outside of the gym, I don't really have that many nicknames. So um, people call me KB sometimes. Um, and if people want to piss me off, especially if they know me well, they call me Katie because I fucking hate when that happens. <laughs> Whenever someone gets my name wrong, it's always like Katie. And it's like whatever, whatever events I'm working on or whatever, I get a little badge and it says Katie. I'm just like, how difficult is it to actually remember it's Kate? And people act like it's a fucking English name, isn't it? And people act like this the first time they see it. They'd be like, Kate? I'm like, that's so unusual. I'm like, what? They <laughs> <laughs> just change it to Katie and I hate it. Like, I think every Katie I know is a bitch. Like, no offense to like Katie's, but it's usually true. And it's just, it doesn't suit me. It's like, tiny weeny little cute thing which i'm not so yeah don't call me katie <laughs> okay so katie what's uh, your favorite what would be your favorite historical period to time travel to katie <laughs> what would be your what would be your favorite period to time travel to like your favorite uh, favorite historical period to time travel to um that's a tough one to be honest i think the past was so fucked up i wouldn't want to go back I'd much rather travel with the future than the past. It's kind of, mm. I already know what happened there. I don't really want to deal with it. It would be cool to see dinosaurs, I guess, but then they would probably, like, just eat me, so. <laughs> no, just put just put a velociraptor in a heel hook. <laughs> sure, definitely effective. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> those, things, those things are little bastards. Like, however bad they are in the fucking movies, I bet they're way worse in fucking real life. I'm like, those fucking... No, no thanks. But if that theory of like the fucking was what what was it um ancient aliens is true and there were actually aliens who injected some alien DNA into monkeys and that's how they made people, I want to be there and see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Ah <laughs> uh, no. Some mad times or like people um started creating art 
I'm pretty sure they're just smashing loads of like psychedelic mushrooms or something. So that would be a cool time to go back to as well when they discovered Agro. Like, oh, this is cool. Like all these things I've seen when I did mushrooms, like I can actually draw it out on the fucking cave with this stone. <laughs> or what? How about you go back in time and give uh, cavemen some DMT? I think the drawings would be way more, way more uh, imaginative then. Yeah, I think we'll be probably a way more advanced uh, civilization um, and a society if that happened. If we just go back in time and get some caveman DMT. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to reach a certain level before we can even go back and do that. And even then, like, uh, I don't think there'd be much, much to be gained. I think it'd be really funny and really entertaining, but I don't think like it would advance like civilization that much. But I don't, I don't know. know. What, 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 what do I know? Expand the consciousness a lot, like real fast, and just speed up like the evolution. But I guess we wouldn't be in those stupid lockdowns if that happens. <laughs> mm. Like, that's why I wouldn't go to the future, because in my opinion, the future looks pretty fucking grim. I'm like, no thanks. I yeah. Know. I'd rather go into the future than the past. I don't know. Like, I'd go back in, in time and stop all this bullshit from happening if I was going to do anything. <laughs> First. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I, I think this whole thing is going to get way worse before it gets better. But then again, I'm just very, uh, very negative. I'm a very negative person. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I think I think sooner or later we're all gonna die anyway, so it doesn't really matter how. Mm. Uh, see, oh, this is a good one. Uh, in your professional opinion, do you think you could pull off a handlebar mustache? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone else always says yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not the best idea. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, see, we got a bit of a moral conundrum here, if you're up for it. See, uh, would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger? Oh, that's a tough one. World hunger. Because I think it affects more people. Mm. No, I get you. I get you. Uh, I always love when people are like, oh. Well, like, you're still doing a good thing. But, you know, you're you're given two problems to solve. You're going to solve one of them. So you solve one of them. It's, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah, not definitely. But I think like um, there's more people like starving in the world than dealing with cancer, and there's still some treatment for cancer and stuff accessible to most people. Whereas those that are starving, they're usually just like dying because of that. Like, look at Yemen, what's happening there? Mm-hmm. So you know, well, does doesn't help the people are. It could be easily solved as well because with cancer, like there's too many factors to it, like fucking pollution everywhere, shit food, shit air, like all that. Whereas with hunger, like there's enough food in the world to feed everyone. You know, there's so much food waste everywhere. So if you were to actually, like, distribute the food evenly around the world, no one would be fucking hungry. Mm-hmm. So it's not, like, fucking, you know, magic. <laughs> mm. uh, it just doesn't help that people are missing their cancer treatments because all the healthcare system is going yeah. towards COVID, you know. So, you know, uh, people are getting a bit fucked over at the moment. But what do I What do I know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you, know how, you know how people are. You can't criticize anything that they're doing COVID-related. Or else you're a conspiracy theorist. Uh, funnily enough, I actually, uh, I actually put a question, a thing up on my Instagram there. Just like I know Instagram polls aren't like the most accurate source of data. I was like, is a conspiracy theory if it turns if is it still a conspiracy theory if it turns out to be true? What's your thinking? Well, obviously, it is not a conspiracy theory if it turns out to be true, right? How could it be a conspiracy if it's actually happening? Oh, so well, eight percent of people seem to think it still is a conspiracy theory if it turns out to be true. I'm like, but this is 
like a lot of things that like now are happening already happened like a year ago i was saying those things to people like you'll see everyone will be forced to fucking take a vaccine otherwise they won't be able to travel and all this and that um there will be like fucking proper surveillance on everything and like you know the track and trace apps and fucking like um what's it called the vaccine passports and all that like if you mentioned that to anyone a year ago they're just like nah you're mad you need to stop smoking like that much weed because it's just fucking your brain up <laughs> and now it's actually happening and some people are still in denial some people are like oh yeah actually <laughs> uh, they're actually trying to convince you it's a good idea now i'm like you people are fucking stupid and you're sheep like go fuck yourselves or one of the yeah. things or last year when people was like oh this came from a lab in wuhan people like oh you're crazy you're not you're fucking stupid turns out it actually fucking did and they tried to cover it up there you go and they're like oh um obviously they're predicting if that turned out to be true and was confirmed by like the um, whatever fucking agencies in states then um they said it would cause like a massive major economic crash in the whole world because of that and this is why obviously they can't release that even if it was a fact they can't say it like, there's already an economic crash because they fucked up all the industry with the fucking covid shit yes, but you know they can always print more money that's what i've been doing for the whole time anyway <laughs> oh it's okay when they do it but if i get a, a fiver and photocopy it i go to jail <laughs> yeah 100 100 as long as they don't fuck with crypto anymore then i'm i'm happy <laughs> oh the most glorious thing there like the, the best start of the year was when uh, the whole, remember the whole inside trader thing with the GameStop stocks? That was so funny. That was the most glorious thing. All these greedy rich cunts getting fucking screwed over by regular people. I'm like, nice. <laughs> that was so glorious. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, what would you say is uh, your jiu-jitsu spirit animal? Like what sort of animal encapsulates your game? Um, so one of my um, really good friends, Rachel, she was a uh, black boat. She always said, I'm a squid. <laughs> that I can just like squid out of any positions and any submissions um, and yeah I can just like use my tentacles and my like weirdly shaped body to get out of everything and anything so yeah apparently I'm a squid <laughs> oh do you play any squid guard? no because you don't do gi <laughs> <laughs> I love squid guard it's fucking it's really good because you know you get a fucking get this this weird ass sweep and you're immediately in on a foot lock you just kill those fuck kill everyone yeah, at it Pretty decent. I like. I like it. Mm. Yeah, La Encyclopedia. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. I swear. This totally isn't a plug. <laughs> okay, so okay, we've reached the last question. If you're ready for the last question, I would do a drum roll, but I don't have a soundboard <laughs> or any rhythm. But see, uh, if you created a guard, no matter what grips or leg sucking configuration or wherever it is, what would you call it? Galaxy guard. I don't know. <laughs> That's, that's already a thing. It's already. Like, fucking 10th Planet people already created that shit or something. Okay. How about you just rename something that's existed for years and act like you created it? Exactly. You know what? Funny enough, that's exactly what happened. Um, like, when I was a white boat, I thought I invented heel hook. Because <laughs> in the gym I was training at, like, no one was really going for it. And then somehow, like, I accidentally, I've never seen it before. I've never done that before. I accidentally like, ended up in that position and someone tapped to it. I was like, this is cool. Like, and I just carried on doing that. I just thought it was some other, like, you know, footlock thing. And then, like, soon after that, I realized it's an actual thing and it's called the heel hook. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, guys, I just had a really good idea there. What if you do 10 planet stuff in the gi and call it 11th planet? Oh, <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> no, no one steal that idea. Go fuck, fuck that shit. 
<laughs> okay, so <laughs> okay, so guys, we reached the end of the podcast there. If you want to follow Kate, it's at Purple Supernova on Instagram. It'll be in the description anyway. So, Kate, you've anything to say before we shoot off? Um, not really. Just thanks for listening to this bullshit. <laughs> I know it's just painful to listen to me. <laughs> I, I say that to them every day when they listen to this shit. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so thanks for listening, guys. Adios. <laughs>